rockzone.com. Now, it's time for Scott Weinberg on the Law, featuring renowned attorney Scott Weinberg, along with guest experts and some of the best attorneys in the country, sharing what you need to know to protect your legal rights. Scott Weinberg on the Law is produced by CBS Radio and TalkZone.com. Now, here's your host, Scott Weinberg. Good morning, America. Beautiful Michigan. Man, it is gorgeous out there today. Absolutely beautiful. This is Scott Weinberg, and we are here to protect you on all your rights and inform you exactly what is going on in this great land of ours, how we're going to be protecting our right not just to be free from government intrusion, be free in our homes and our cars and our bodies from unlawful searches, but also we are going to follow what's going on affecting those laws and rights in this great state of Michigan. And today we really have a, a packed show, so we want to be able to start getting to it. We're going to follow what was going on with the Kwame saga, that final display of despair in the uh, courtroom this week. We all know what was going on with Kwame getting sentenced. We'll go right into the courtroom on that later, and then we're going to go and we're going to hopefully have a conversation if we can get him on the line this morning with our U.S. Congressman Peter Hoekstra, who's obviously running for Republican nomination for governor. So if we can get him on the line, we're going to talk to him about everything happening with this state and how he potentially can help us, but at some of the problems, and we'll ask him some hard questions about what was going on with with his uh, with Washington and what was going on with his votes in the Intelligence Committee. We're going to talk about uh, also assaults today. We're going to have an opportunity to talk with Assistant Prosecutor Laura Weingarten, who's uh, head of one of the sexual assault units and child abuse units in Wayne County for Kim Worthy, and hopefully get some answers to how we can protect our kids and really understand the laws about what's going on in this state of Michigan and how it affects us. Not just us, but our teenagers, that too. They're just going to have some good information on that. And if we're going to get to the legal news, but also get to the Second Amendment, because we really have to start talking about that. Did you know that there are over a 100,000 applications for CCWs in this state and over a million in this country? And why is that such an increase? What is going on? Is President Obama trying to take our rights away? Is he trying to actually uh, forestall our ability to protect ourselves, not from just the government, which, of course, was the original reason, but to be able to protect ourselves from from our uh, own neighbors, going to the, to the store, driving down through any inner city, whether it's Detroit or anywhere else, and making sure that our loved ones are protected. We're going to go to our second show on that at the uh End of the hour, but let's go back to Kwame because that was a that was just a a major finale to just a debacle that I'd say everybody in the state is happy it's over with. They're just not going to let this guy out. Let's go right into the courtroom and see exactly what happened with uh, Kwame sentencing this week. There's only one statement in that pre-sentence report statement made by the defendant with which the people agree. The defendant, the defendant asked the court 
to allow him to move on. And the people believe that that's very appropriate. The people believe that it's very appropriate for him to move on from probation straight to the Department of Corrections. You know, that that is fairly typical. Whenever you have a prosecutor who wants to be able to end a situation, do not let this guy stay on probation for whatever reason. Committed another crime. He or she uh, did not or violated the terms of probation because they didn't do counseling or whatever it is. And especially here, just the blatant failure to pay back your restitution, but also to flaunt other issues that the prosecutor felt important, which is disclose properly the their assets, what was going on in Texas, because they let them move back to Texas. And that is really fairly typical for a prosecutor to say, okay, stop it, judge. Just stop this bull and put this guy away. You, you want to stop this? Don't let him sit in jail. Don't let him stay on probation. Just throw away and lock away the key. And so they were asking for two years in prison. But I can tell you, Kwame was not uh, was not just going easily. He wanted to give his two cents. He wanted to basically beg this court for forgiveness. I cheated on my wife, young. I met my wife when I was 19 years old, and I knew she was going to be my wife. We planned to have a family, and on the day I was elected mayor, it was that whole thing focus and everything changed. Over and over again in this city, every time I come, I'm the guy in the text messages. And this put a pause on everything. That's not me anymore. And as long as I'm back here, back here, thrown in jail, I never thought in a million years, John, I'd ever go to jail in my life. I don't think that anybody has a chance to move forward. So I respectfully and humbly ask for everything that's in me to, to be free, to continue to be on probation, to continue to work towards the restitution, to not have my children be fatherless, to not have my wife be without her husband, who she's forgiven, and to continue to try to rebuild my life. If there are any rules additionally that I'm supposed to follow, I know now more than ever. Yana said one day in one of the hearings that I should have asked the lawyer. I had no lawyer to ask. Funny thing that when you don't have any more money, it's hard to find somebody to do that. And Mr. Schwartz, he's been a godsend because he's stuck with it, even though he knows I don't have the money. So I want to go home, y'all, where I belong. Well, unfortunately, he is not going home. He's going and went right to prison. You know, one of the things that we talk about here is what, what are people's rights before they're, before they're convicted? But here, of course, he pled. But once you get sentenced and you get put on probation, you don't really, people don't realize how much authority 
the judge has to violate you really on any any little ground he wants, whether it's failure to pay costs, anything like that. And here, Judge Groner, for months, put up with simply a flagrant violation of his rules. And I don't know if specifically he was waiting for a culmination of a hearing and then finding it so that he can protect the record on appeal. But there were many, there were more violations on probation and reasons to go to prison for Kwame than I think his original conviction was. You know, his conviction was not, as Kwame would say, because he because he cheated on his wife. That's not why he was convicted. He was convicted because he was lying under oath, and he obstructed justice and then assaulted uh, an officer. Now, whether you think that is really serious stuff, he chose to plead, lost his license to practice law, convicted of a felony, went months to jail, and agreed to a million dollars in restitution. Okay, maybe that was a bad decision on his part. Maybe he should have gone to trial. But once you do that and you make that choice, you got to live with your choice. And what he did was he put himself under the thumb of a judge who now is going to watch his every move. And that's when he started screwing up. That's when he started coming back and doing all the things that were basically nefarious and hiding assets and all the different things that he was doing, and that including lying to the court in affidavits. And that's where the judge lost it and sent him uh, and sent him to prison. Most substantial, most compelling is that you lie to this court. Continue to lie after pleading guilty to lying in court. Obviously, there has been no rehabilitation. You have not changed. So continuing on probation is not an option. As you have violated probation, you lied in the affidavit. Your documents were not fully disclosed. You lied in this courtroom. This court is satisfied that incarceration must now correlate to reflect the above substantial, compelling reasons to deviate. Therefore, you will serve a maximum of five years in the Michigan Department of Corrections. Further... You will receive credit for the restitution you have paid and the balance of your restitution. $860,000 shall be paid as a condition of parole. What that means is that your obligation to pay taxes, excuse me, what that means is that your obligation to pay back the city does not go away with this incarceration. Sergeant, could you secure the defendant, please, and take him in the back? Put your hands behind back, sir. This concludes that matter. Your Honor, the pre-sentence report should be turned into your Well, wait, wait. Before we conclude the matter, if I may, Mr. Schwartz, did you want to say something? Yes, I'd like to ask for a stay of execution of your order pending appeal. All right. Mr. Ring, wait, one second. Mr. Kopech, please, one second. You can remain for the moment. There's been a motion from your lawyer. I'm going to respond. Mr. Ringus, what is your response? All right. All right. The court is going to deny your motion to stay the matter, Mr. Schwartz. I will. If you want to submit an order, I can sign it right now, or we can uh, give you an order from the court. I can sign it so that you can take it to the court of appeals. Thank you, Your Honor. Which would you prefer? I I I don't have an order here. What's All right. I will have my clerk write out an order. I will sign it forthwith. I will give it to you. You can go to the court of appeals. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Well, Court of Appeals isn't going to care about this. I can tell you right now. Let me tell you how this judge really got Kwame and how it's going to be a long-lasting thing. 
whenever you are violated on probation, you now are not, he's not going to jail. He's not going to jail. He's going to prison. Now he might serve even less time in prison because he got 18 months, which is obviously a year and a half credit for the time that he's done, which was a couple months. And then that's up to five years. Now he's not going to serve five years. You can't serve more than two thirds of the maximum time. So even if he's in prison and he violates the rules of prison, which let me tell you something, is a clear possibility with this guy. Even if he violates those, he the most he can do in violations of parole is three and a half years. Now, obviously, a tremendous amount of time for a guy that's never been there. This guy's not a career, at least never got caught, criminal. That, uh, But the biggest problem he's going to have, people don't realize. The biggest problem this guy's going to have is he's still got to pay back over $800,000 in restitution. And what the judge did, which was really uh, good for the city of Detroit, if they ever want to get paid, he made a condition of parole. And that means he can't get off parole unless he's paying back the money. And it'll be made into a civil judgment against Kwame if he gets on parole and if he gets when he gets on parole and even if he violates it'll be a civil judgment that'll follow him around for the rest of his life to the city of Detroit that is what is going to be the legacy not necessarily the time he does in prison because that's going to go not the friends he makes in prison because they can want to talk to him when they gets out it's going to be the money that he's going to always owe the city of Detroit and they can enforce it but i can tell you one right now if you have any type of question on this, you have to go to our website, which is WeinbergOnTheLaw.com. We've got a blog that you can read there that goes through everything about this. But if you want to give us your opinion about it, you also can call here at 248-851-1270 uh, here on 1270 WXYT. But I can tell you the main thing that we want to be able to make sure that happens with Kwame is to make sure that when he comes out on parole, that it's still money that is going to be collected. You know what is going to happen? He's going to come out. His mom's going to get him an angel who's going to give him a job again, and they're going to make it so that they can have a now regular restitution because now it's not a hearing anymore in front of this judge. Now it's going to be a hearing in front of the parole board, and I promise you they're going to do that and violate him and put it right back in. So we're going to take uh, take some more of your questions today. Right now, uh, we're going to uh, hopefully be able to get the this congressman on the line. But I want one of the things that we need to do is we need to find out how we can protect your rights. So one of the main things that happens when we go to a uh, we go to a break, I want you to go and I want you to go to the website WeinbergOnTheLaw.com. And I want to answer some of your questions. We had some questions this morning about what happens with the Second Amendment rights. We're going to get to that later on in the show. This is 1270 WXYT. Have you or a loved one been arrested or charged with a crime? Do you want to stay out of jail and try to keep your record clean? Then you need the attorneys from Weinberg Law at 1-800-7100-LAW. And if you call right now, they can qualify you for a payment plan designed just for you. That's right, an affordable top criminal law firm. Call 1-800-7100-LAW. Stay out of jail, keep your record clean, and qualify for payment plans. Call now, 1-800-710-0529. That's 1-800-7100-LAW. 